0: Gonna um, offer you an edible or anything like? Edibles are welcome. Hey, only take one bite though, and then give it away. All right? Okay. That's funny, dude. Big fun. Yeah, he's gonna eat the whole thing. We're gonna eat the whole thing. We're gonna eat the whole thing. We're gonna eat the whole thing. We're
1: gonna eat the whole thing. So as I like got a little order and started going to other cities, I started realizing, oh, no, there's graffiti in all these other places.
0: I don't have a clue. That's fine. Tell them what a holstein is. I want nothing to do with this. There, I thought she was just gonna be like, We could do it with two girls. My ass feels like a blowtorch. Thanks a lot, Vance. Well, I mean, I don't shout out, but someone else might like will.
1: Seemed like I was always faded. Seemed like I was always faded. Seemed like I was always faded. <clears throat> Ah, oh, you're so bad. Mm. Oh, Vance, stop, stop. Damn it, I said stop!
0: Thanks a lot, Vance. Thanks a lot, Vance. Vance, it's Karen. I haven't heard from you since our special night. Give me a call. Stop it! So, viewer viewer discretion is advised. Device. Thanks, time. Jumper Cable, what's going on? You sexy little transient. How you living? I'm living. Sorry to blow you up like an ex-lover from 04. You know, I call you JC, short for Jumper Cable, because I feel like you're high energy and you got a lot of shit always going. And you're still high energy. You're still putting in work. What's your secret to keeping it going? Don't get lazy.
1: <laughs> the more work I put out, the more accomplished I feel. Since I'm kind of putting it out there and it's just gone, I don't get to dwell on the accomplishment. because then So it's just on to the next and then on to the next. You know... few years goes down the line and you might get lucky enough to actually dwell on your accomplishment, but it's a past accomplishment and you're already past that because on to the next.
0: What do you think about an artist putting work for a good 10 years and he's still present, but he's not going strong? Does that make him less of an artist? You know, I think it makes them less than an artist. It makes them different. Not
1: necessarily fortunately, but I'm just in a position where I don't have a lot of distractions. You know, all I do is work, tattoo, and paint. And that's it. That's what pretty much takes up 24 hours of my day. A lot of people have families and girlfriends. I think it makes them less an artist at all. I, I think that when we get older, in your 30s and stuff, you know, life happens. And you get got responsibilities and things to take care of. And it's not always the priority they go and do.
0: Is there a way of painting 3,800 pieces and that's enough, or... 17 whole cars or is there ever enough to where a rider could just coast? If they want to why would you want to just coast? Why not keep
1: building? Why not keep getting better?
0: You're a sick human you know this. How closely related is tattooing and uh, graffiti? Is it in the same family? They have a lot of
1: similarities. Having a steady hand and applying different pressures gives you different lines. One's permanent one's impermanent difficult because of the risk factor and you have to get around that and one's difficult because people are difficult and you have to deal with them direct basis tattooing is there one Um, that's more rewarding i have to say graffiti things that i'm painting don't have opinions about what i'm painting on them you know and so like that opinion won't change if it's a burner when i put it on there even if weather hits it even someone paints over it's still a burner underneath there tattoo on the other hand after about 15 years of aging, you're going to look at it and be like, oh, it was a of then, but now I got to touch it up. The person that has it probably love it to death. You see that it could be improved upon after 15 years of getting better at what...
0: If someone listening to this interview doesn't have a tattoo, what advice would you give them if they were going to get a tattoo?
1: Definitely do your research on the artist. Look at the
0: portfolio, verify that it's their portfolio, pawn off
1: other people's artwork as their own, put like pictures in a portfolio so they did it, climb into getting tattoo work that they can't even accomplish. Then they come see me in a few years and I have to fix it. Generally, the rule of thumb is if it sounds really cheap, it's probably not going to be really good. When they are taxing, they're probably a much better artist.
0: Sounds like art in general.
1: Yeah, but seen you know, a painting, it was like $200 and looked ta- like a thousand times cooler, and better to me personally than the one that was labeled at $2,000. $2,000. Someone took a dump on a canvas and just hung it on the wall and someone decided to call that art and make it more expensive. Whereas in the tattoo industry, generally, if you're paying any more than 150 an hour, the work is going to be a higher quality and it's going to get done more efficiently by someone that's been doing it for at least 10 years. Don't haggle your artist. Respect that that's what their career is. That's not their hobby. You don't haggle with the dude at Taco Bell when you want to get a quesadilla. You just pay the price it is.
0: If someone had a gun to your head right Right now, and they said you can order the last supper. What would be the last meal on earth you'd love to scarf down like a hungry pit bull? Cup pizza in Atlanta, that's really
1: good. So give me a big old pizza, just cheese, no pepperoni, no nothing.
0: So you're the plain cheese guy. What would you wash the pizza down? A big fat Diet Coke, adult beverage, like... Vanilla milkshake. (laughs) Do they sell those at pizza joints, or you got to bring in your own? Sometimes they have the the milkshakes and the ice creams at the pizza joints. If not, it would be
1: a mix of orange and lemonade. That was, like, my go-to fountain
0: drink. You like brown-flavored women, but not brown-flavored cola, but... (laughs) That's all right. (laughs) We'll talk about that off camera. Oh, boy. I've been seeing a lot of your panels rolling lately. Uh, In fact, I just saw like a green rack roll by about an hour ago. racks are pretty popular cars. Yeah, they're dope. They travel a lot. They're generally,
1: I think, number two or three on priority list. Tropicanas always hold the highest priority and, and then intermodal right after behind them and generally auto racks are gonna be linked to an intermodal line or a junk line. Those are the next two priorities. So So what you're saying is you've got more
0: racks than Victoria's Secret? Yeah, that's
1: exactly what I'm saying. You definitely get around like
0: the Beach Boys. Sound like you've lived in a couple of cities or states. For someone that's never left their hometown, what do you learn when you just uproot and go to another city?
1: Everything is very different, but still the same. And every scene has its own little groups. They generally have some kind of drama going on between them, but somehow they're somewhere linked along the line. When you go to a small city, you're still going to have the groups. You're just going to have, like, two groups, and they're all fighting over one spot. I think it is definitely good to get outside your bubble, though.
0: David Goggins. As the quote says, it's so easy to be great nowadays because everyone else is weak.
1: Definitely easy to stand out if you're going to take someone's gimmick and try to capitalize on it. Getting, you know, popularity, the gimmick hasn't reached that area yet. I really don't care if I stick out or not. I try to make sure that I'm happy with what I painted and that I did something different, that I tried something new.
0: Is there something you haven't done that you really need to accomplish?
1: I always get more in the oil painting. I'm not sure I have the patience for it yet. I paint so fast, start painting, I don't like to stop or take big breaks. You ever
0: watch Bob Ross on TV?
1: Every single episode of every season. I love Bob Ross. That dude's a shit. He died from all slapping that paintbrush too many damn times with that terpenoid on it. I mean, he died from the same kind of cancer that you get from exposure to paint solvent, which is what most famous oil painters have died from. It also makes you crazy, too. I think it's happened Van Gogh. I just watched a movie about that dude. and <laughs> how He went crazy.
0: I heard they recently proved that Van Gogh didn't cut his ear off and mail it to a prostitute. Have you heard that?
1: I have not, but that's kind of interesting. I look into that new movie that's animated, and it's all animated through using oil paint. It tells the story of Van Gogh, generally life before he disappeared. Basically, his brother goes to the town that he died in and tries to get the story of how he died. Do you wear a respirator? Uh, do you wear condoms? Yeah, I do actually. It's always safe to wrap it up man. Uh, You never know what I'm going to get. Yeah, we're on a respirator uh, I started doing it about a year and a half ago and ever since I felt so much better every time I paint. Like I don't scrub my nostrils, I don't breathe in clear, I'm not as dehydrated all kinds. I just replaced it I kind of broke the and I'm sitting there painting stuff right before it started getting cold out here and it was mad mosquitoes and fucking somehow a mosquito got inside the mask inhaled it up my nose and I was like ah! I'm not going to wear this bitch until I get a new face part, but I just got that in. So, like, healthier all the time.
0: You ever, like, tried to spray paint all of the mosquitoes that are, like, hovering around you?
1: No. This <laughs> It's like, might as well just paint the ground that I'm standing on. it would be like a huge pile. Like, sometimes, at times, it feels like you're getting attacked by ants with so many mosquitoes, bro. I'll wear a jacket in summer sometimes.
0: Have you ever known anyone that got West Nile virus? Or- I haven't known anyone, personally, that gotten that, but... Let's say that you did get West Nile virus, just for whatever reason. Is that really mm-hmm. bad luck, or just out of the gazillion mosquitoes out there, you happen to piss off that one? it gotta be bad luck. It's like... Winning the lottery. In reverse.
1: Like, well, sort of in reverse, because, you know, people that win the lottery generally have, like, incredibly horrible luck. And, like, they die, like, within years of winning the lottery.
0: 94% of people that win the lottery are broke within 10 years. Broke, in jail,
1: or dead. There's all those bad people in your life that come out of the works trying to get at your money.
0: What's funny is if you buy a pack of cigarettes... It has, like, a Surgeon General warning on there, like, but with a lottery ticket, it should have a warning. Warning, if you win this, your life will be terminally doomed and pure shit. The movie Shawshank Redemption, you ever seen that? Yeah, it's a good movie. If you were a character in Shawshank, which character would you be?
1: <laughs> oh, God, it's horrible, because I'm not good at remembering the names of the characters. Who is it was Tim Robbins was in it, right? I don't know what character I would be. it'd definitely not to be one of those guards, though. Like, those guards in those movies are horrible, bro. Abusive of their power. It's more corrupt than the actual criminals.
0: If you watch a woman naked playing a sport, what
1: sport would it be? Pool would be the best sport to watch women play naked
0: why is that though yeah
1: lots of bending over man lots of bending over and leaning and stretching and
0: yeah that's a good point
1: standing up the whole damn time got full view
0: everything cool thing is you get to see a rack a set of balls exactly you get to see the double rack i'm gonna google <laughs> this i'll have to google naked biller <laughs> in a second here you've recently gotten into some travels you're getting around like your ex-lover did when you were out of town is traveling a quintessential part of the graph game. I think it is.
1: You can be your all time, all city king, but if you never leave that city, okay, you're the king of one little city. Graph is about being up and being out there. The world's a lot bigger than one city. Not doing trains, you better be traveling. You're gonna go anywhere else and be like, oh yeah, I'm so and so from so and so, and be like, I never heard you because you don't get up and you don't get out. Like, what do you learn
0: when you travel?
1: You go to other cities and you'll be like, Why, how come our city isn't hit up like this, or they don't have this spot, or they don't, they really do this. See how people are approaching their landscape on a different level, and then you can can take that perspective back with you and be like, oh, but they were doing it like this over there, I thought you could pull this off here, doing this, Kind of helps you learn. How different things work, because things don't always work the same everywhere. Some places, you can walk around and fucking catch tags. Daytime, no one's going to freak out at all. Go to other places, and it looks like it's chill, and as soon as you pull out a marker, you're like hot coming around the corner, like, whoop, whoop.
0: what's the best way of dealing
1: with lawn Force. Like five, ten minutes is all you have to ask. That little bit of respect that you give them can get you out of even having to tell a story sometimes.
0: Uh, what's your favorite ride? The roller coasters? Okay. What kind of shit do you like to ride? I
1: like the drop ones. The ones that right up and just fucking <laughs> drop like... Is my shit. I like roller coasters, too. The old wooden ones that creak and rattle
0: and shake everywhere. Those are dope. I like the new metal ones, too. If I told you to go out in front of your house right now, there's a van to pick you up, and you had an all-expense-paid skydiving trip right now, would you go skydiving, or does that shit scare you? Fuck yeah, I would, bro. I'd go
1: and try and convince them to let me jump without the fandom bullshit. I ain't scared. What you gotta do this pull a cord when a
0: freaking watch goes off. How hard is that? My mom's done that. I haven't done that shit. I can't wait to see you jump out of a perfectly good airplane. You like the movie Point Break? That cheesy-ass scene where he gets where his leg goes and he just, like, shoots in the air and yells. He's like, ah! <laughs> You know, the one thing I didn't like about the original Point Break was the girl, the one that oh, said, Oh, yeah. Like, I bet you lied about your parents. The one that, that played Tank Girl later, right? That's the same chick. When you look back on it now, she nailed it. She's actually in Orange is the New Black. You can see her. Did you like Patrick Swayze? You know, Bodie in that. He was pretty good. Yeah, I liked
1: him, and then it wasn't a Gary Busey who was in it, right?
0: Yeah, he nailed it, man. Gary Busey. Get me two of those chili cheese dogs. Hey, Utah. Two. Two. <laughs> I fucking love Gary Jesus. This is a nut, man. Well, he got hurt in a motorcycle accident. A little screwy now. Oh, yeah. I think he was yeah. before, but now. He was in a movie called Eye of the Tiger. I don't know if you ever saw it. It's like where he is hunting down these, this motorcycle gang. It's pretty good, man. He's also in uh, that one show with Corey Haim. Kind of Silver Bullet. Bullet. Silver Bullet,
1: man. That was so good. Yeah, I've seen and read, like, almost every Stephen King film. I love Stephen King.
0: What's your favorite Stephen King
1: movie? Is it Pet Cemetery? Ooh, Pet Cemetery 2 was really good. I really liked the hard fucking question because there's been a lot of them made. And most of them aren't super close to the book. And that's only because, you know, he sells his doors for like a dollar to anyone that wants to the film them. I can tell you what my my worst one was and that was the new one that came out with, uh, The Dark Tower. That was the worst Stephen King movie that ever existed because it's my favorite Stephen King series. It's nine books. Put it into like an hour and a half movie. Changed the Gunslinger up. Gunslinger's supposed to look look Like Clint Eastwood, and supposed to be old, tall, lanky, cowboy looking motherfucker. It just is not any of those things. Story is just ruined in the. uh, That's my my
0: least favorite one. I can't tell you what my favorite is, but I can tell you what I hate the most. Let's jump around a little bit, kind of like that uh, hip hop song from House of Pain. Jump around! Jump around! Jump around! What do you think about guys that put up their girlfriend on every piece? Is that ridiculous? I can't say it
1: is, because that's
0: almost me, man. I have, for the last seven years, put up a
1: girl on almost every single panel. Like, <laughs> does she care? Like, does she suck you when you get home? Is it, like, turn her on? or She definitely cares because now she's all on the bench and, like, she had nothing to do with trains before I met her. But she'll bend some shit and she'll see it and disbelieve. I know she's waiting to see one of my panels that says her name on it. I don't usually put, like, a heart or anything like that. I just write the name next to the shout-out. Do you prefer trains over all the other stuff? Oh, yeah. Panels priority, number one. So, panel spot
0: legal. HO signs, and that's the priority, like what I'm doing when I get off work. Do you prefer panties over panels? Let's say that we called you up and said, Hey, jumper cable, we've got a clean train, guaranteed safe for six hours. You can do it, take your time. Or we've got two blondes over here that are going to fight over your shaft.
1: It's a really tough decision, man. But since I'm not super into blondes, probably going to pick
0: the panel. Notice there's a lot more top to bottoms than there used to be. A lot of people just do real bulky, simple, legible stuff. You kind of went all in on that.
1: It took me a long time to do it. It was it. I kept running into complications. The first night, I got about halfway to three quarters done with it. The second night started pouring rain on me, two hours in, so I had to go back a third night, and it only took me like two hours to finish. I have more plans. I definitely do. I'm going to try and pull off at least one or two a year
0: for the next five years, yeah, so I have a few rolling out there. How long after you do a whole car are you kind of over it? First couple of days, you're kind of buzzing on it, you're like, hell yeah. But how many days to where you're like, oh, okay, on with something else? Oh, I was over it halfway through doing it. I was like,
1: god damn, why did it make this so complicated? like keep- you document... All the tattoos you do and- no, I only document stuff that I like and the stuff that I want to advertise. I don't document everything. I don't really have to do a lot of brinky-dink tattoos anymore. Luckily, I'm at a nice shop, and we kind of cater to the people that are looking for better artwork, more custom. You know, they come in, and they're not haggling sites, and it's more of a custom shop. So I don't really have to do all the little bird silhouettes and infinity signs and, and names and all that other bullshit that I used to have to do all the time. When you first start, you, you want to document everything because you're proud of it. Once you've done names or slogan or uh, infinity sign like over 100 times, bro, it's like redundant to have all those pictures in there. It's even redundant to show the picture because when you show the picture, someone in your portfolio and they want their first tattoo and they want something small. Oh my God, that infinity sign is so cute. I want that. And then you're stuck doing it again. You just advertise something you don't even want to do. So really, the only pictures I kind of document are the ones that I'm proud of, the type of work that I want to be doing. And I show those. And you really only want to show your your most current work in your portfolio as well. And you don't want to, like, stack it all together. Like, if you have a bunch of portraits, you don't want to put all your portraits on the same page. Because then people are going to, like, look at this portrait next to that portrait, and they're going to compare and stuff. you got to spread that stuff around. The portraits might be four years apart. So one the other one you did might be a lot better just
0: because, four years ago but they're not able to tell that if they're not next to each other there's a lot of little tricks what is the secret to running a good tattoo shop if you were to start your own shop what would be like the two or three things that you would do maybe differently or the same that works good at the shop you're at one thing i like about the shop we have everyone is a
1: driven artist so everyone you work with is all about becoming better and staying at the top. They're not lazy artists. They're huffing when a customer walks in and they're like, oh God, I have to stop playing my video games so I can see a tattoo, you know? It's like, we all want to work. First thing is to work with people that, A, are hard workers that are at your level or better than you, that way you can stay learning. Uh, Second will be customer service. It used to be not like my best thing because I'm too much of a blunt personality and I tell people the truth way too often and too much truth than they can take. I've had to learn how to sugarcoat my truth, rephrase things, but all that little stuff has helped me so much in communication with the customer. And the more customer friendly you are, the more likely you are to have returns and have them bring people in. And the third one, Positive environment where everyone can communicate with each other and not everyone completely separated in independent booths, everyone doing their own thing or it's like kind of like a storage facility for artists as opposed to an actual community shop, you know? Like, we have it all. All the booths are really close to each other, but they're all small, so we can all see and talk to each other and this and that. Having individual rooms is cool as far as privacy, you know, when you do certain tattoos, chicks or even dudes have to be sometimes half-naked. When you're in our situation, they're all out there, but honestly, we don't have a lot of walk-in traffic, so we're not having like all these strangers come in and looking at all these half-naked people, and we have little blinders to cover if they're really shy or whatever. We're also not the type of shop that's going to be like, oh, you want to get this... Food? little teeny shoulder tattoo, take your shirt and bra off. You know, we're going to like just slip your arm out of your sleeve kind of thing. We're not trying to be curves. We're just trying to get the work done.
0: What's the difference between a tattooer and a tattoo artist? Yeah, a tattooer is good at tattooing. He's good
1: at applying the ink into the skin. He's good at saturating and shading. But his technical ability is kind of plateaued or limited whereas like he's probably been doing it for he claimed 10 years he's won some award at some shitty ass convention with no competition so he's got this award so he can claim this title and this and that but the work that he puts out is very mediocre it's very standard and generally not any of it original it's either picked off the internet and completely copied or picked off a piece of flash and completely copied there's not really any creativity and not any originality in it whereas tattoo artists Someone that takes a concept that has been replicated a million times and actually tries to attempt to create a more original design of that concept. They take a piece of flash that someone likes and then they recreate a drawing based on the images if they say, want a rose with a dagger. Then you draw your own rose and you draw your own dagger in a similar style, like whether it be traditional, neo-traditional or illustrative or whatever style it is. That's the difference between a tattooist and an artist. Tattooist is just applying the tattoo, cut and paste, copy, and color. It's kind of like the foundations of what you need to become a tattoo artist, but not necessarily the same thing at all.
0: You know, back in the day, it seemed like tattoos were for some badasses, right? If you were inked, you were tough, you were angry, you were probably an orphan. It seemed like anyone and their mother can get inked nowadays. What's the number one misconception of someone that has... A neck tattoo.
1: Did they have other tattoos, the neck is honestly like, it's like one of the new spots to get done first. I saw a meme about a year or two ago that had me cracking up. Oh, it's got this old school sailor dude in his 60s or 70s now with his shirt off, covered in tattoos, just covered. His neck's blank. Tattoos go down to his wrists where his class A's would be in military. The necks aren't tattooed because the military wouldn't let you get anything past your class A neck collar as well. It shows the kid now, under him, you know, back in the day, what you got tattooed. It's like everything that you could pretty much cover with a shirt. And then now, it's neck. It's your hand. It's your face. Shit you can't cover up with any kind of clothing. Like, it's fuck you with employment unless you're doing something less professional. That's when I... like, as most people see someone with a neck tattoo and they're thinking, oh, man, he's probably covered with tattoos. Probably his first tattoo and his only tattoo. <laughs> had to cover up a lot of, like, old tribal stuff like that from these. I'll tattoo some kid and then they'll bring his dad in. And I'll to cover up some tribal piece he got when he thought some tribal was cool. You know, when everyone was getting tribal, and like, cool thing to do. Now, like, you know, you don't really do a lot of tribal because people, you don't really like it, you know. The only people you do tribal on now is the old timers. They're like, oh, yeah, I don't really like that tribal. They were too afraid to get it when it was popular, but now they're not for some reason. What's the origin of the word tattooed? Polynesian word called taptow. Their rite of passage into coming into manhood. You would get your family's designs or markings put on you. I mean, is there anything... Slowing you down. You're a motivated guy. What gets in the way of that? Women can slow me down, definitely from uh, art a little bit. It doesn't stop me. I only keep them around if they can deal with my addiction to creating. They have to understand that they're going to be, be number one, but after number one, which is art. I'd love to make them number one, but I also love paying my bills.
0: What is your
1: strong points in? Graffiti. Cleanliness. I'm very anal about keeping things clean and straight. Proportions. I'm very conscious. Sharpness and letter structure. Making sure they're flowing together the right way. My homie Vague straight up said. Your letters are either fighting or they're going to be dancing. Since he said that, it's really stuck in and I try to make sure my letters are dancing because I'm more of a dancer than a
0: fighter. You mentioned earlier that you, you know, hit a little weed every now and then, but you don't talk about alcohol much. Is there any history or any reason why you're not dabbling with that stuff? I
1: don't really drink anymore because I had a run-in a long time ago with alcohol out in Atlanta. I was out there to tattoo my homie who's a pretty famous DJ and he was in back in, in his hometown and he has a residence. At one bar, and the bar is kind of got this hip hop night on Wednesdays and Fridays. We did the tattoo, and then he went to go do his, his residency. He's usually like the closer or the second before the closer on his set. It was like four DJs that night, so we go and we get some drink and some strong shit. But so we had been smoking all day, and I and get to start working on his set and. I started drinking to kill time and four or five drinks in. He's not even going to go up for like another 30 minutes. And so I'm fucking lit at this point. And I have markers all in my pocket. I have stickers and there's tags everywhere. There's graffiti all in this club. And I'm just like kind of walking around, catch this little cutty spot here catch this little cutting spot there going to the bathroom some people coming in after me get the mirror real quick get the phone real quick come back out sitting on the bench by the door fuck it I'll hit this tag and then I hit this hey i put my marker up real quick I'm like, like, right I'm like what he's like I just saw you writing on the wall right there I'm like what are you talking about I wasn't writing on the wall and he's like yeah I saw you writing on the wall right there door guy i was sitting there watching you do it and i was like oh I don't know what you're talking about playing the, the deny game so at this point he kind of like directed me towards the exit area where there's a whole bunch of other like bouncer guys and he's a kind of older guy and I guess he didn't really look like bouncer to me so I just ignored him When I started writing my name on the wall and that's why he saw me and I was also lit so at this point Lord's supposed to go on his set now in about 10 minutes he's all in work mode I'm at the front of the club and now the owner of the club has showed up so I have him two other bouncers that are all these huge scary MMA looking motherfuckers and they're all like staring at me like you know, what were you doing? Why were you doing this? Blah, 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 blah. And I straight up was like, oh, I'm just here with the Lord. I'm just, oh, you're here with Lord. Oh, hold on a see The Lord comes up and Lord's a big-ass motherfucking obvious-looking scary motherfucker. He's all angry, too, because now, like, he's being pulled away from the set right before because this homie's writing <laughs> on the wall because he got all lit and drunk and shit. So it's, like, disrespectful to him. And so now I got Lord in my face and I got the owner in my face. I got three bounces in my face now and all outside the of this club dude that owns the club said cops something broke in me when he said cops and as soon as he said it I went in flight mode there's a fence right next to me average uh, chain link fence height I did not know that there was a 6 to 8 foot drop on the other side of that fence when I pulled a football dodge maneuver around the owner through the bouncers flipping your fingers pop the fence in one leap and then drop like 10 feet onto a car. <laughs> down on the car and started running around the corner. Well, I thought I was good at that point, but no. Three MMA bouncer motherfuckers can hear their feet prints like fucking rhinoceroses coming just like Doo, do, 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 do. so I have to like kick it in this high gear. Now, it's in the middle of winter in Atlanta and it's gotta be like 30, 40 degrees outside. All I got is pants, no jacket, short sleeve shirt, start running get into high gear and I lose them and I go through this field and it's all kind of broken up. It has this like old stone thing in it. I trip on this shit, catch some barbed bar wire that was on the ground for some goddamn reason. And it rips my pants from my pocket all the way to my ankle. But It doesn't break the pant leg. So now I got a goddamn huge sail on my fucking leg. My am freezing my balls off around the next block to this like little tubby air conditioner unit in this sort of house. And I just Stayed in there for a little bit. Called Lord up and I was like, "Hey, like, what the fuck are you doing?" (laughs) Said, "Bro, you need to come pick me up." The fuck, you fucking crazy. Where a homie came picking up. We went and ate some pancakes at this, this after hour spot. Pretty much whole leg just sticking out my goddamn pants that's still attached. It was great. It was a good night. But, you know, it taught me that I probably shouldn't get drunk too much anymore.
0: Drinking can definitely uh cause some hardship in your life. I'm glad you put the bottle down. So why don't you tell me more about your homeboy Lord? Doing graffiti hats. And went on, I had done one from one of my homies that worked at this
1: bar. So I met him up at the club. He's been spinning for Public Enemy since 96, touring, like, the world with them. And Chuck has his solo stuff, Formed Prophets of Rage, not too long ago. D uh, Real, Chuck D, DJ Lord, Drummer Faces, and Guitars from Rage. And first they did, like, a bunch of Rage covers, and now they have their own original album. Super humble guys.
0: It's cool to hear about people that have made it, that are still... The same, they're still grounded and they're, you know, they kept their head. After knowing him for like so long and hearing where he was back then when he was a badass,
1: like he had already won like two or three DMC awards. So like he was at that point, he got picked up by PE and then started just leveling up. Not even leveling up, fucking so taking like those little warp fucking to Super Mario where you just jump to the last level kind of shit.
0: Um, have you ever tattooed the guy or is he?
1: He's done most of the tattoos. So I kind of did, like, I did the filler on his one arm and kind of revamped a little bit. Not that the work was bad or anything, just cooned it up. And then after that, we ended up doing his other sleeve, and we did a piece on his back,
0: too. Definitely sounds like tattooing has been quite an adventure to you. Have you ever been on an airplane and had it to make an emergency landing? I have been on an airplane that had turbulence. Bad enough so that the shit
1: dropped, like the like bag, and then they got it back in. But I don't really like flying that much, and it's not that I'm scared of flying. I don't depressurize very well. Like I would never go scuba diving because I could probably
0: get the bends. Is there any mandatory things on the bucket list before you leave planet Earth and turn to fucking dust? My only goal would be. Keep at the
1: pace of work that I'm at. If not, pump it up, turn it up a couple more levels, find some of
0: those fucking work tubes. Being happy is acquired and it has to be reacquired. So, like, you eat a meal and you're happy or you have sex and you're happy. But joy is something you feel consistently. Do you feel more joy in life or more happiness? With painting in my life, I feel a lot more joy. Because it's like my church. It's my therapy. Let's go on record here. Is graffiti a drug? Yes or no, answer the damn question.
1: I definitely believe it can be a drug. I believe it is a drug. It's victimless crime, just like any other substance. Bad things, dangerous things can happen while doing it. Same
0: as any other substance. It's addictive as fuck. Speaking of addictive and drugs, have you ever tried Whippets? Whippets are great. (laughs) when you don't have any drugs. (laughs) You get some whipped cream.
1: Ain't got enough shit to put the whipped cream on. You have mouthfuls of, like, uh, the whip, and then put that bitch upside down and get all the air out that hoe he'll give for a good five minutes do the old school if anymore i did one of those ones and i was at the skate park in uh, south houston called Southside, and i was on the top of the vert ramp this kid comes up and says i do want to do a whip whippet so filled so the bitch up you know how like when you do a whip it's got that delayed reaction it's like ah oh, that ain't shit all of a sudden like after you stand for a second and hit you it's like ooh, that's it okay that kind of happened on the coping of the vert ramp kind of fell in Onto the flat bottom. <laughs> Luckily, I had on my pads and shit on. But yeah, it was great. After that, I was like, Nah, yeah, I'm not gonna do lipids anymore. Don't do good things don't happen with those either. But I do do the whipped cream with it.
0: You know, after you leave this earth and you go wherever you're going, is there any specific ritual you want done with your bones or your ashes? I don't know. If I ever had, like, a kid and
1: they were old enough to get a tattoo or whatever the laws would be by then, i totally have them get tattooed with me in it.
0: A little morbid, I guess been a great time getting to know you it's cool seeing your stuff roll by on the lines let's start with tattooing first any shout outs you'd like to give to fellow tattooers yeah a couple guys i've worked
1: with or done guest spots with or helped me out or i looked up to colors dts some guys i work with mike Woods, mike ashworth Clint kobe cmfl evan lovett killer killer tattooer and painter another beast at everything he touches but he's kind of transitioning I think now more into painting than tattooing which he kills at both Dave Tevenal yeah all those guys uh, I wouldn't be where I was now if it wasn't for some of those guys and a shit ton of other people that i just not thinking up at the second what about graphers man shout out to my, my homies and the crew nfm 713k chef they howie yahoo genji Mook. everyone's gonna everyone's start gonna somewhere, 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 somewhere no one's gonna no be one's great, gonna great be out the gate they, they are. Gotta get, they, they gotta get me
0: you're working nine to five all your life, feeling like you're left behind. Every day's a struggle, praying for a peace of mind, living in the division. Listen, something's fucking missing. Your mind is in the prison. I'ma re-check the